Every three months occurrence of of, of podcast about Gossip Girl, Glee, and occasionally Skins. Um, As always, or as occasionally, uh, (laughs) I am am Ryan Shealy, and with me uh, as occasionally, uh, as occasion permits, is is Matt Rather. Matt, welcome back. I am always occasionally with you. I, I know brevity. I do consider brevity one of my principal virtues. That one, that one, that was a shout out to uh, to Amanda uh, Avisati, who is uh, a listener who is going through the entire back catalog. So, Amanda, um, let us know when you understand the reference about brevity being one of my principal virtues. Concision, I think. Concision it was back in the day, not to well, uh, not to well actually you. I consider concision <laughs> to be one of my principal virtues. Well, actually, consistency is also one of my principal virtues. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so here we are. Here we are. Uh, it's it's you know months have passed. Winter has become spring, um, both both uh, on here on the internet. Uh, a, young, in- a young man's thoughts have turned to thoughts of midterms. Yes. And, uh... Yes, and here we are back with our our occasional podcast. But uh, you know we're no no less fond of it for for lack of uh, for lack of persistence. Um, occasionally, and, occasionally recorded, but consistently alienating. That's right, you know. Uh, and and yet, despite our best intentions, um, you you like us. You really like us, um, and we you know we we appreciate uh, the the emails at tftpodcast at overthinking dot com. The uh, the the Twitter love, except the uh, ones at, except the ones that tell us to record another episode. We know we haven't recorded a fucking episode. We want to. We really. I mean, do you think? Do you think that you're going to tip the scale? If anything, given the passive aggressive recalcitrance that you have seen displayed many many times by both Ryan and myself on this podcast, you're only making it worse. That's right, Cat. If you if you want us to record a um, like here's here's just a pro tip, you know. Pro tip. Tell us, like, oh. you know, every week, just send us an email saying you're so glad that we did not like record <laughs> a podcast because it kind of sucks anyhow, and it was clogging up your iTunes, and then you'll get them like daily. You'll like get daily like like um, high quality AIFF, like you know, like five gigabyte um yeah you know, uh, flack. there'll be flack, flack yeah, you'll recordings get, you'll, yeah. you'll get flack recordings of our of our uh, you, so you can really hear like you know the saliva pulling in my mouth uh as as i as i talk about uh about derrida um and 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 you'll get them like like every minute um or something um no i mean that that's that's an exaggeration but the point is uh we're back we do our uh, best work we do our best work when we feel like our uh we are alienating and confounding our audience and as as ryan says like despite our best efforts you seem to like us so uh well right and 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 despite our best efforts or or, or lack of efforts it seems you know the audience uh is growing and um it is I, I, and, and it's like we we like what we we put our efforts into is um is is watching watching the shows and thinking about them and and our hearts are still with that you know we're we're still devoted to the enterprise um even if we are um you know have have many commitments you know this is this is something that will be always be uh, near and dear to our hearts absolutely um and 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 we're glad that it's near and dear to yours so um like i said you know, continue to reach out to us. We will we will incorporate or um, mock. Uh, uh, mock mock or 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 ignore at 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 will. But the emails are tftpodcast at overthinkingit.com. The Twitter is at tftpodcast, um, and we have a new Facebook page. Yep. Um, and you ser- if you search for these fucking teenagers on podcasts uh, on Facebook, uh, you'll find us there. And um, Amanda, who we mentioned uh, before, um, is is really the only active poster 
on the on the Facebook page. But if you want to, I mean, if you want to have a conversation about something related to the show, get on the get on the Facebook page. Do I, you know, like the Facebook page, and you know, we can all talk to each other. Uh, Although, and, and I guess the other place to go um, is is overthinkingit.com, um, where there's a uh, on the front page. The current show is is uh, there's a link to the current show on the front page. And uh, there's uh, show notes there, so join the conversation there uh, and and give us some give us some traffic. So I guess I guess this podcast is brought to you by OverthinkingIt.com, uh, which is in turn brought to you by the Overview, a uh, alternative <laughs> commentary uh, uh, service available on the internet. But let's no enough, this enough. this podcast. The other podcast is sold out. This podcast has no sponsorship because no, we're no, we're, we're ideologically we, I, pure. Yeah, we are we are pure. Like you know, just just when we become, um, you know, marketable, we will we will take every possible left turn to to again confound and um, and subvert uh, any any possible um, um, utility uh, commercial utility of this um, enterprise. Um, so so with that said, let's get back. Let's get into the material. I mean, like, we have. Let's a- pretend. Let's pretend Coke were sponsoring us for a second. You know what my first words would be? You know what I fucking hate? Coke. It's responsible for childhood obesity, uh, the nation, and now world over. And I think the whole world would be a goddamn better place if the Coca Cola company ceased to function right now. So I would just talk about cocaine the entire time. <laughs> Um, you anyway, know, and, 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 yeah, because I think if you still, I mean, I mean, that's interesting. If you just, if Coke sponsored us and you still talked about Coke the entire time, uh, but in a negative there's light. No, yeah, you know, there's no bad publicity, especially there's no Coke. Bad publicity. Yeah, especially Coke with its kind of like 100% of its marketing is brand marketing. What, you know, the only thing you could do to hurt them is do damage to the brand, right? Is to sort of create a bad association with Coca Cola. And, that, you know, that's the only thing that would work. Um, to alienate and confound Coca-Cola. If you can't tell my foul mood, I'm sick. Does this happen to you where you get uh, where you get off school for a vacation? I'm on uh, I'm on my spring break now, being on the academic schedule, and uh, immediately after you you know the second you like uh, you uh, you know cease to tense the sphincter for just one second, you poop uh, your pants. <laughs> you know, <laughs> suddenly yeah, suddenly you know you're overrun with viruses. Um, and so I had the experience yesterday, Ryan, of going to the student health center, um, where after after being given a pregnancy test, I was, uh, positive. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I've been trying and trying and trying. It must be all the Coke I drink. It causes birth defects. Um, the uh, Sorry, new Coke with thalidomide. <laughs> I was um, I, I was not that this has anything to do with the sh- with the show, but uh, so we're gonna actually talk for an hour and a half without even talking about Gossip Girl. <laughs> um, so I met the clinician, and here's the thing: like, like doctor is the wrong word now because these uh, they largely aren't doctors, the kind of frontline clinicians that you meet in. They're nurse practitioners. They're, or... Yeah, exactly. They're uh, nurse practitioners, and. Um, Casual uh, medical labor. Right. <laughs> and they're all, they don't even look at you anymore because as you talk and they talk, they're typing things into their electronic medical records. So they're, it's, it's like being at a bureaucrat's desk. You know, they're behind a desk. Their eyes are trained on a screen where they're entering information, you know, as fast as you can, uh, you know, as fast as, as you can give it to them. And, um, you know, essentially, you pick up your prescription from the printer on the way out the door, and uh, uh, you know, and go without ever having like uh, really made eye contact with another human uh, uh, the whole time. It's a, it's a very it's a very interesting um, it's a very interesting experience, though. You know, not when you're sick, and all you really want is a hug so that you can spread your contagion and the misery of others can give you some, you know, measure of solace uh, for the pain that you're feeling. Speaking of people who would never go to student health services, right. uh, gossip girl. Uh, <laughs> oh, that you want to talk about that? <laughs> no, let's, let's talk about, you know, we have a huge pile um, of, of both gossip girl and glee. And we're uh, lucky, we're lucky in a sense because they're both on hiatus now for a little while. Uh, I think there's still new. Uh, is 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 Glee now on hiatus? Yeah, or? this was the after sectionals. This was the original. Sorry, after regionals, they're they're taking a few weeks and they'll be back. 
Got it. So we'll hopefully now um, get we're, caught up. Yeah, then, we'll work through then, the backlog of both shows. Yeah, and so I think what we like to American do today, Skins dropped off the radar, right? What the fuck? I, I think. I mean, we dropped off the radar, yeah. so we'll see. I mean, if if and when we 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 get caught up, um, if there's something still to say about American Skins, um, uh, we'll 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 say it. Maybe we'll um, you know when the when se- when season one ends, maybe we'll do a, a wrap up. Although I stopped watching it. Yeah, me too. Uh, um, but maybe we can you know catch up. Um, uh, you know what? Get get caught up and and do do a wrap up um, of, of American Skins. But I think we have a lot to talk about yep. with Gossip Girl and Glee. And so let's you know what we'll do here is you know often um, for those of you who are longtime listeners of the show, we usually partition. Um, you know, there's Glee and Gossip Girl, although they both center on the the lives of of fucking teenagers. Um, they they often tread enough you know different thematic ground and narrative ground that there's not always overlap, right? So that we either, you know, alternate episodes or partition our episodes into a gossip girl half and a glee half. Um, but I, I, you know, as I was watching, um, getting caught up on, on, uh, the most recent, uh, gossip girl, um, which ends between this, this kiss between, uh, uh, Dan Humphrey and Blair Waldorf and it actually ends on a freeze frame, uh, of that kiss. Um, it, 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 it led me to think of, um, some overlaps with glee. Um, and and that and and the overlap is that the Dan Blair kiss was meant to be a fact finding mission. It is it is to test the hypothesis or is to is to reject the null hypothesis that um, that they uh, that that there is nothing real between them. That they're that, like that. You know, it's rejecting the hypothesis that their that their you know secret friendship is only pli- uh, um, uh, platonic, right? So it is it is it is the kiss as uh, empirical research as uh, right. and, and um, like it's, uh, instrument it's, as, in the world of gossip girl. This is a this is valid experimental design, right? Mm-hmm. Like well, how uh, how uh, how do you mean? Well, that is this is a that this is a um, an acceptable and a uh, uh, this is going to be a useful way of testing the hypothesis. You know, there's no there's n- no one is going to say. You know, you ju- you just kissed him in a moment of sort of weird, worked up excitement. Like it's not, you know, it's not all that reliable. Or did you try? Did you try several kisses? Did you try sampling and you right, know take right, the right. take the average of those? You know, right? I mean? or is is there a placebo like uh, a placebo kiss? Um, yeah. Well, I think what's interesting though is, and we'll return to this in a, in, a, in a moment. You know, this this motif of 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 epistemology of kissing to know. Um, to know to know some truth. Um, it also has come up in the last several episodes of of Glee as well. Um, there are two big ones. Um, in the alcohol episode, uh, Rachel kisses um, oh um, 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 Kurt's crush Blaine yep. uh, to to find out uh, whether whether or not he is gay. Um, and um, Finn and Quinn kiss um, to see whether. You know their their romance is, is rekindling, and 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 both the, it's the the justification is very much the same um, as in uh, as in Gossip Girl of well we have to see if this is real, um, and and so you know you say oh in the world of Gossip Girl this would be a a valid experimental design, but in some ways this kind of um, you know subversion of 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 rationality or of science is more. So in some ways, it strikes me as being more within the line of, um, of glee, um, and so I'm, I'm interested in in sort of both thinking through, you know, what does it mean that there is actually this similar motif in these two, and or are are the or is this similarity only on the surface level, and this you know this the, the use of this device is actually playing different roles uh, in each show, right? Because we expect you know um, we expect. Uh, uh, we expect Glee to be a show about phenomena, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, about things that happen. And we expect Gossip Girl to be a show about the imposition of order uh, on chaos by a, mm-hmm. strong, um, by a strong ruler. You know, uh, about the sort of the power of the will to remake the world is what, uh, you know, is what Gossip Girl is. And I think that it's, I, you know, I think that it's kind of an interesting th- thing to do with the Blair character because she has been uh, one of the strongest artists of the social world. Right. right. That, that she uh, she can kind of make 
make things happen. And this has been this has been sort of challenged a lot. Uh, I think by challenging her goals, the idea of meeting uh, Indra Nooyi, right, or mm-hmm. uh, you know, or or really like interning at a magazine, you know, it's people like uh, people on the show have been saying to her, "What what are you doing? Like, what is the, uh, you know, what is the point um, mm-hmm. of this?" And and sort of who you know, how do you rule when there's no one to rule when there's nothing to rule in a in, in a resource poor environment? You know, how, how do you? Uh, what's the point? I mean, what's the what's the good of having power? And I think this is an interesting kind of experiment that's going on with Blair's character, uh, where you're seeing her um, sort of di- discover things about herself as though they were a surprise. Now. Yeah, I think that's I think that's very interesting. I'm wondering though, it, it is right. You you see this. Um, it is possible, and, and and you know that this this kiss is also you know, and this this kind of you know the the underlying friendship or alliance. You know that this does um, you know both in terms of you know on the surface level, this is about you know it's the closing of the like polygon of romantic entanglements of gossip girl right sure. now like pretty much every heterosexual company uh, like uh, non incestuous heterosexual company uh, cup- coupling um has has occurred uh between the uh the main um the main characters right um yeah it's 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 a shame that uh jenny serena doesn't see the kind of the britney santana uh you know sweet lady kisses uh between jenny and serena don't seem likely now that right. uh now that no. taylor now that taylor momsen is like uh she has she has she has uh reached her she has achieved her tail off she, she has, has gone wild she has gone wild she's like <laughs> she was, she's feral she is a feral teenager <laughs> Feral teenagers, you know, like have you seen Mini Kiss, the uh, the the Kiss cover band that is all little people, all midgets? Uh, or, I, I mean, I've seen them on the internet. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't mean live. I, she strikes me as like Mini Evanescence, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> that, you know that that yes, but it, of... the mininess is in terms of like talent or. Yeah. Like, and that's and again the reference point here is evanescence. Um, you know it's not it's not even kiss. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So so I think that right. So on, but I think what's interesting about this is you know when you say about gossip girls about ordering the social world, you know I think that one way to interpret this kiss beyond the, the, what it you know purports to be on the surface, which is you know Dan and Blair possibly getting together and this is also a right we've talked a lot about alliances and international relations theory um in the in the, in the context of of gossip girl in the past and this is a you know you you almost see the this this kiss as the you know the signing of some kind of alliance and, and, and an alliance that could actually have um systemic changes right that this is a you know, it, it in some ways is a recognition of uh, on Blair's part of like alternative sources of of power because I think that you know this is something we've also talked about a bit is that you know it, and and it it only became apparent throughout you know the the series and I think was like mentioned explicitly by the Gossip Girl character in a you know a, a web blast uh, herself is that Dan Humphreys Humphreys. Humphrey is in some ways the um, ultimate insider, right? That that he is in some ways also one of the more skilled social architects uh-huh. um, in this world. In that, you know, he he plays the game um, while purporting to hate it. Um, well, and- well uh, exactly. Like he, all the more skilled because he has managed to maintain the, uh, you know, maintain the the uh, uh, facade of being unskilled. That's right. I mean, and he, and, 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 you know, he, 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 and, 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 and much like his, his father before him is both an insider while, while still, um, holding on to, or at least, te- uh, attempting to, attempting to hold on to the moral authority of an outsider. Um, and so, and I think that, so this, and, and, and in some ways Dan's skill, one of Dan's, you know, skills in this world 
is is his role as a as a writer, right? And we've seen this lately in that he's you know writing or you know you know is interning. He and Blair are are interning at the same magazine because they, in some ways, both see the power of the printed word, right? Of of shaping culture, right? And we talked about this in the last episode that sure. we, we recorded. Um, and so, in some ways, this you know this makes sense, right? That and you know again that they're you know, relationship, whether it is a friendship or is becoming something more, their relationship slash friendship slash alliance is built on, you know, on, on art films and on, on literature and, and on, on high culture, right? Um, uh, and, and, and culture as a, as, as a, uh, you know, a mark of sophistication, right? Sure. Well, uh, we, right. And two, I mean, two types of sophistication, right? Membership in, membership in the intelligentsia or membership in the aristocracy. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's interesting that they both, that they both like it because that I think does a lot of work to kind of undermine the distinction between the two, yeah. right? Between high art as a luxury good and high art as a, mm-hmm. um, uh, as a kind of high intellectual attainment, as a kind, you know, as a kind of apotheosis of of uh, human endeavor, um, it uh, the the line between those two is is muddied somewhat by um, uh, by the Dan Blair alliance. No, I think that's I think that's right, and I think that you know, in some ways, just to keep going on on Gossip Girl um, a, a little bit, and I think you know that the kind of possibly systemic shift and systemic change that a Dan Blair relationship would or could represent is echoed in the other plot line um, that's going on in, in this the most recent episode, which is uh, Lily turning herself in, right, um, to, to the DA um, and giving a deposition about her, uh, the illegal things she did to put uh, Ben behind bars, right? So this is a culmination of, you know, the plot line, the long arc uh plot line that's been going on this entire season and has been developed a lot um over the last four or five episodes um and and as she's giving the deposition um you know the her ex-husband uh you know billy billy baldwin uh it's billy baldwin right um the the lesser baldwin um shows up and and says you know we're, we're circling the wagons like you don't know like what this what this means right um that you know that Lily turning herself in to the cops and and actually submitting to a higher authority, right? Um, submitting, uh, actually admitting that there is in fact a state that there is a hierarchy um, to which she is is accountable, and this is not a a a you know she is not a sovereign sovereign in, unto herself. You know threatens the very the very foundations of this of this social order, right? Um, and so that it's it's. Um, you know, it's it's not surprising that that the grandmother Cece is the um, is the the general here, right? And you know, and and again in this in this matrilineal matrilineal society, um, you know, in the same way that um, that that uh, um, that the mother that Kelly Rutherford, whose name just escaped me, even though I just said it, um, uh, <laughs> uh, what's, what's Lily? Lily, yep. Wow, uh, you're the sick one. Um, you know, in the same way that Lily had to swoop in um, and um, and 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 clean up Sarita's mess by uh, by by perjuring herself um, and so- signing a false uh, affidavit. Affidavit. Um, now Cece is swooping in and cleaning up that uh, mess to preserve the dynasty, right? And so, so I see these two. You know, the fact that these were intercut. Um, to be um, to be emblematic, these are both like you know threaten um, fundamental change in the in the social and political order that, right. that Gossip Girl is is concerned with. Um, sure. Just you know, just to, to to swing back to something else that I said, what do you make of the freeze frame um, that that ended the episode? It like it looked like it, it was from like an eighties movie or something like that. Like the end of I don't even know what. Uh, but it, it, I, I've never seen Gossip Girl use that kind of device, and it's very—it was—it was jarring. Um, I don't know if you noticed it, and and um... I did at the time. The freeze frame, you mean? Yes. Yeah, I—I—I I, I did at the time, and I thought that's funny. That's like '80s movie. That's like. Uh... 
Uh, you know, my favorite freeze frame is at the end of Drumline. <laughs> when he, you know, when he pumps his fists in the air, I think he may have like a number one, maybe thrown up a number one or thrown up his drumsticks in his fist or something like that. Um, and uh, pumps his fist in the air. Uh, that's my that's my favorite because it it um, you see it's funny be- because it signals accomplishment and signals kind of the end of a story. You know what I mean? Uh, it, it's a sort of right. It's a sort of film trope that's about I'm I'm at the top of the mountain. Yeah. And and maybe th- maybe that's it. I mean, from a certain point of view, you, you're talking about Dan's social climbing and how skillful it is because he he does it without seeming, uh, without being seen to do it. You know, in a in a certain way, this is kind of the highest height. It wasn't Serena. This is the highest height that he could have scaled. And yeah. so, in a way, this uh, the story is over, right? Um, though Gossip Girl being what it is, the fallout is what's, you know, is what's going to be interesting. And from the scenes from next time, it does seem like, uh, uh, it, it does seem like a couple of things. One, Blair is changed by this moment. You know, I had this one kiss and it changes everything or something like that. Uh, and that's the, that's the, um, you know, that's the, uh, pull quote, I think from the, um, uh, from the, d- d- teaser for next time the trailer for next time uh and but on on um oh i forgot what number two was chalk it up chalk it up to the illness but i mean what do you think of this i mean the freeze frame is a is a thing that that um it denotes an ending not uh you know what i mean and you don't see it a lot i think in serialized television for that reason no no and 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 you just don't see it a lot in um I mean, that's an interesting. I mean, I don't know if it's, it's. I imagine that you would see it, would have seen it more in television. In maybe part of why we see it, I don't know. But you also don't see it in film as much uh, anymore either. Like, um, in in if 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 you saw anything that you see it in these days, I think is 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 kind of jarring. Like, I I would guess, but I don't know if this is true. Like, I would I would suppose that dirty dancing ends with a freeze frame, right? Um, it just seems as that, that seems, um, and, and, and you're right, that that also, that scene is also, um, climax. And so it is interesting that, um, that this is, is signaled as a, as a end, right? Like what this, what this seems to signal is even though we're kind of at the, you know, middle of the season where we're kind of at the, you know, midpoint of act two of this season of Gossip Girl. Right. Um, and so this is, I guess, I guess what it is, it is it's, it's, it's signaling the end of that movement, right. That, that in some ways, you know, Gossip Girl season, what, this is season four of Gossip Girl. Is that okay, right? I've just uh, done, I've just done a couple. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. It signals the end of something, but I mean, okay, this is, this is sort of interesting. I've just done some Googling and there are a couple of, of famous freeze frames. that I've, I done, wanna... I've, done some, I've done some Googling. That gives me the right to totally disregard what you are saying. <laughs> Um, one is at the end of Truffaut's The 400 Blows, but, but the one that interests me is the, um, do you remember Butch Cassidy in the sunset, the Sundance kid, uh, when, um, Paul Newman and Robert Redford are holed up in the, um, uh, in the hut or something in the village and they run out and, you know, they're, they're completely surrounded. It is certain death. They do the bit talking about how they're going to go to Australia and then, um, and then they run out, uh, The movie ends on a freeze frame before the the inevitable hail of bullets, uh, you know, catches them and, and you know kills them where they lay. Uh, so, so it ends. I mean, it's a it's a uh, it's a device that kind of draws attention to artifice. I mean, draws draws attention to the film status as uh, as an artifact, mm-hmm. as a thing that's been made, um, and is alienating in that in that respect because it uh, it. Uh, disrupts your identification with, you know, the story. Your kind of immersion in the story um, that's going on. So it's uh, I, it's it's a um, so it's a trope. It's a device. It's a film device that sort of simultaneously highlights a moment and at the same time highlights the fact that this is not this is not in fact the end. So this uh, is like so this is, this is creating almost this some kind of almost like. Brechtian uh, distancing, right? Like, um, that's it, I, yeah, that's what I'm proposing. Yeah, 
Um, and, 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 and maybe you, since this is in your, you know, this is your, your trade, um, you can now explain the concept that I introduced. <laughs> um, this is why Brecht called it the, uh, I mean, the, the, the term in, in the German is, uh, effect, uh, if I'm, if I'm, uh, not mistaken. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's, and it's, 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 and now I'm, I'm, I wish I could, I could tell you that I'm, I'm saying this from, from my mind, but I'm actually saying it from the Wikipedia. Um, and, but it's the device of making strain, right? So that it's, it's calling, it's, you know, what also is, you know, colloquially or in, in kind of, you know, internet criticism is often referred to as breaking the, breaking the fourth wall. Um, sure, but and, it's more, you know what, it's more fundamental, it's more fundamental than right, that. Right, in, yeah, you're right. That, so, so breaking the fourth wall would be a, an instance, an instance of of this larger effect of of, of calling attention to the artifice. Um, yeah. of but there's, the, uh, I mean, you know, Brecht is famous for sort of naming his scenes on title cards. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, Mother Courage goes to the store and buys apples or something like that, so that you know exactly what you're going to see before uh, before you see it, uh, so that you're not. You're not sort of drawn in, you know what I mean? You're not surprised. You're kind of not riding the roller coaster. You're you're rather watching the roller coaster being ridden by others, mm-hmm. yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this this has to do with a lot of the political aims of of Brecht's theater, which have to do with kind of exposing certain um, underlying social processes that uh, the um, that the that the kind of suspension of disbelief, the kind of model of immersive uh, narrative would um, would serve to mask, and so right. by by alienating you, you are free to kind of see the operations of power, uh, right. uh, of economic and social power in um, what in a work of drama, and uh, you know, and so you will begin to react to those rather than reacting in a kind of immersed way. Uh, in no, the story. this this doesn't this doesn't sound like it fits with Gossip Girl at all. No, this not really. <laughs> This is like totally. I mean, dude, you're just overthinking it. No, I mean, so that. I mean, I think that we actually. So this makes a lot of sense, right? That um, in some ways, um, you know, whether it, it that that the use of this device um, is doing exactly that, right? It's, it's it's doing several things simultaneously. You know, on one on one hand, it is, you know, kind of it, 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 in in it's both. You know, at, at the highest level. Um, is uh is 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 generating this this kind of uh alienation but in part it's doing this to both you know you know it, it is marking an axe break uh or a, a a movement um and and that is highlighting um you know like we said the, the potential political stakes in in this moment right and this is a moment of 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 flux or transition um and and uh and highlights some of the the political um, tensions that we that we um, that we that we that we mentioned. I wonder if, as you suggested, despite uh, the surface similarities, there's something different going on in Glee uh, with with this phenomenon. So there are, you know, the the um, the yup, I'm gay kiss with Rachel and Blaine, the fireworks kiss with Quinn and uh, 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 Finn, right? Mm-hmm. And then and, there's a, there's a final one. I don't know if you've seen the uh, the regionals episode. I've not. Blaine... Spoilers. Okay, go ahead. I can't. I can't like uh, you know be a hypocrite here. Yeah, live by the live by the sword. Um, the uh, uh, Blaine and um, Kurt finally kiss okay. in this, and this is the kind of the the culmination of their relationship arc. Uh, but it's not it's not presented as a test of a hypothesis. It's presented as a kind of inevitability. Like this is uh, you know um, as as <laughs> as um, uh, Kurt sings when he covers Blackbird uh, in order to eulogize the dead parakeet that he had been. <laughs> Nice. That he had been taken care of the, the, uh, the Beatles Blackbird. Or? Yes. Yeah. Nice. Uh, you, you know, you were always waiting for this moment to arise. Um, yeah. You know, it is. That, it, it, it was their tell off. Um. Yeah. That, so that kiss has been, um, you know, I, I think has a kind of different status. Uh, well, and it, it's interesting because like, while there were many, I think a fourth possible instance now that we're kind of broadening, you know, seeing we're, you know, coming up with a, a possible, contours of some kind of a typology you know in some sense there had been many um sweet lady kisses be- between um 
um, Brittany and Santana, but they're, they're a real, like, sort of kiss moment, and the real, like, um, knowledge moment um, actually came in, in singing uh, a Dixie Girl, Dixie Chicks um, cover of a Stevie Nicks song. Did you, was, right? that, was that really a Dixie Chicks cover, or did it just sound like a Dixie Chicks cover? I, I, think, I think the, I mean, it, it certainly was the Smashing Pumpkins version. Um, yeah. I, I, think, um, I think that the Dixie Chicks are one of the uh, artists who covered that. Um, and they did the, um, I mean, the rhythmic structure was, uh, um, I don't think that was Glee's own arrangement. I think that was the, they, they explicitly covered um, the a Dixie, Dixie, Chicks. Dixie Chicks version of Landslide. Such a pretty song. You owe it to yourself. If you don't know it, you owe it to yourself to go check out Stevie Nicks singing it, uh, the Fleetwood Mac original, um, for what it's worth. Uh yeah. Okay. Sure. Right. Because this is also a moment of of knowing, right? For um for um for uh, for Santana, and I guess of right uh sexual orienteering, um, <laughs> um, which is interesting. I don't know if we'll get get to this. Maybe maybe we will. Maybe we won't. But you know, I, I we should talk about that uh, dynamic with reference to the concept of uh, of non oriented sexuality. Right. Um, well, because we got we had a we we had a sort of non oriented person kind of snatched away from us, and a uh, and a lesbian uh, returned in her place. Right. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. And and um, I don't. I, I, I'm wondering whether what that says about our conceptual framework. I think our conceptual framework was is was is sound, um, but it's interesting of why narratively this was um, uh, this 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 occurred, and it seemed to be. I mean, it's interesting in some ways that this was a almost a more of a gossip girl kind of move of ordering, right? Like rather than in fact having this um, this this fluidity and this non-orientedness. Um, that they actually, as much as she said, I don't like labels, you know, it, it, like, you know, the, the, the compass started to point in one direction, right? Um, or, or, or not, I don't know. There's definitely, you know, some kind of, you know, truth was revealed through this, right? And some kind of, some kind of um, self-knowledge was obtained. Well, the, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was more, it had more the quality of a revelation, right? It's, it's something that can't be said, it's something that can't be spoken, uh, you know, uh, has got to be sung, um, you know, and the, the, the kind of the, at, the one that comes to mind is there's a scene in, in, um, Emma where, uh, a guy, uh, drops off a poem, drops off a sonnet, uh, there, uh, do you know, um, do you know it, Jane Austen? Uh, uh, anyway, the um, uh, Clueless was based on that. Book, right? <laughs> uh, he's dropping off a sonnet to Emma. The the third quatrain is up, but ah, united, what reverse we have! Man's boasted power and wisdom all are thrown. Uh, all. Yeah, or all or throne or something like that. Lord of the earth and sea, he bends a slave and woman, lovely woman, reigns alone. And this is about this is about Emma, but of course she completely misreads it and thinks it's about uh, thinks it's about someone else. Uh, so it's about you know, I mean, that is it's it's very dangerous to uh, it's very dangerous to give a work of art uh, as a declaration of love because works of art are subject to interpretation, and mm-hmm. um, the uh, the interpretation may not come out quite the uh, the way you want. But it's it's a similar kind of thing happening here where it's like Santana's like you know I can't say this to your face I can't look you in the eyes uh, and say this yet so, but so I'm going to um, to say it through song uh, you know and and sort of Naya Rivera making teary eyes at uh, at Heather Morris uh, across Gwyneth Paltrow through the whole um, through the whole number yeah um, they, there were a they couple should... of, I gotta say there were some good covers I mean they're all I, I do and now that I've seen the sectionals episode I don't like the kind of sugar pop ification of everything um, but uh, there were some good numbers in, in that show I thought I thought Landslide was pretty good I thought Kiss was pretty good uh, you know I don't know Fat Bottom oh, yeah, Girls that... was pretty good well, oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean it's been. I mean, Glee. I mean, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll. I think we'll probably do a few more Glee episodes um, coming soon with with Jordan, hopefully, and, and we can delve in more deeply. But I think that, um, I mean, 
it's it's been hitting its stride in interesting ways. Um, and I again haven't seen yet seen the uh, regionals episode. Um, though but, somehow, though somehow it seems um, uh, somehow it seems kind of soft pedaling some of the most subversive elements, right? Well, right. I mean, it's it's very interesting that before the 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 um, the, the regionals episode, right? The three prior um, episodes, or the episodes, uh, there were there were very um, very uh, after school special kind of uh, episodes, right? There was a there was a sex episode, right? Um, and before that, there was an alcohol episode, yep. and before that, there was a suicide episode, yep. right? <laughs> um, and so, and it was very um, I don't know, but I think that all of these, I thought the um, the Kesha assembly. Uh, and you know, uh, into the uh, the the puke fest, into the um, the 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 reading of the of or uh, the public playing of the the drunk dial was um, a reasonable like depiction of uh, of, of of alcohol uh, of uh, of you know I, I thought that it it was it illustrated without. You know, it showed rather than 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 told, right? I, I thought it was I thought it was effective, um, and and didn't actually. Yeah, and when you know when we did get a preachy speech about sex from Kurt's dad, it it was honestly it would be hard to improve on that as a uh, you know as what a kind of right thinking progressive would want to tell their kids about sex, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so, but let's let's return let's return to epistemology. And, oh yeah, we should. And, and, in Glee, I mean, so we've, we've you know seen several um, you know instances of this, and I think I mean we are I, I I think we are part of what we're getting at is that this is about it's still it's much more internal, right? I mean, I think to sum up you know the the some of what we we've been saying in this discussion um, is that all of the themes of the two that we mentioned um, the the fireworks and the um, and the Rachel Rachel Blaine. Um, you know, they all have something to do with, you know, purported self-discovery or self, self-knowledge. It's internal. Like, uh, well, kind of like with Dan and Blair. And it's also, in all three cases, it strikes me that the characters are struggling with something that they fear is true or that they fear might be true. You know, um, that is to say, I'm not actually gay. I'm, I'm straight or, uh, you know, bisexual or non-oriented or whatever. And uh, that my relationship with Sam may be on the rocks if I kiss Finn. And that there may be something more here between, uh, between Dan and Blair uh, than just, um, you know, a kind of uh, a parallel snobbery uh, and the enjoyment of that. Like uh, yeah. in, in all three cases, uh, they're afraid that, that something may be true and, uh, and want that thing either proved or disproved. Like in a lot of cases, I actually want it disproved, and right. um, you know, or I, I guess from Rachel's point of view, right? I'm afraid that he is gay after all, and that this was just sort of a drunken hookup, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, without oh, I don't know, without a future, right? Right. Although what's interesting is, I guess all of these things. I mean, I think that all of the characters in all these cases are aware of the the social implications, right? Um, social and or let's say political implications sure. of these these kinds of, of truths, right? So, so I'm going to go ahead and cr- contradict myself um, and, and, you know, say, like, um, you know, Rachel, um, you know, when, when, when uh, Blaine says, oh, yep, that does it, I'm gay. Uh, she's like, oh, this is going to make an awesome song, right? Like, I, I, I had a relationship with, uh, with a guy who turned out to be gay. This is great. This is songwriting bold. Um, you know, and, and um, Quinn is very aware of you know the them being together as a as a as part of a marketing campaign for um, or a, a political campaign for uh, prom king and queen, right? Um, and so it is. I mean, there there's an interesting point of of tangency between the worlds of, of Gossip Girl and Glee. Um, you know, and like you know, I guess even though like you know, so like sort of level one, this looks the same. Level two. This is, um, you know, highlighting the differences uh, between the two shows. But then level three, going one level deeper uh, into the into the the dream the dream vat or whatever. Uh, at the third dream level, where time is moving very very slowly or whatever, um, yeah. It, 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 it once again brings back points of tangency between the shows, and it's, it's about you know in some ways the this interface 
between the the um the the individual and society right of 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 how the unit gets differentiated off right that um that is you know you know there's this there's this chicken egg problem right is is society you know made up of bunch of, of a bunch of individuals or are individuals pinched off like fresh turds from society um and uh and and i think that you know that that this this scene and you know in some ways because this you know a kiss is a is a dyad right it's the creation of a of a physical um connection between two people um you know is is well suited to to probe this this relationship between the internal and the external the between you know individual order um and 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 external order and so i think that it shows thematically um, an interesting overlap between the uh, the two the two shows yeah yeah it, you know, it strikes me that off like a fresh turd. <laughs> it strikes me that I mean, it strikes me that another element here is that like um, everyone expects these things to sort of be public. You know, I, I I was still stuck. I was considering when you when you reminded me about playing the the voicemail, playing the drunk dial voicemail over the loudspeaker. This is a show for a generation that's used to having things broadcast on YouTube, you know, or that's used to having sex tapes released or right. And actually, I, that's one of there the is things, a plot line about a sex tape. Right. right? Exactly. And like that's used to um, the the personal being public and being sort of uh, being scandalized by that. Well, I mean, right, this is it's the it's the 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 post Monica Lewinsky generation, right? Yeah, sure. Um, the cigar uh, children children of the cigar, if you will. <laughs> I will. Uh, <laughs> and the uh, uh, you know what I mean? It's funny. I you know I'm a, a graduate student at UCLA, and this week we had this. Um, you've been following this, right, Ryan? There's a junior, uh, I think, political science student who uh, recorded a uh, like a webcam rant about Asians in the library uh, and how they are sort of numerous and and the Asians who are her neighbors. Um, and you know, Cal- being the University of California, there's a big Asian population because you know we're we're closest thing to the Pacific Rim that is America, and so they come here first. Um, and so it's a big and growing demographic group. Uh, many and many recent immigrants who who still kind of maintain more traditional practices uh, of the places that they came from. So she complained about a couple of things. One was uh, in this kind of like hateful, hateful racist rant, um, webcam rant, that one was, uh, oh, their mothers come, you know, it's like uh, the whole neighborhood, all of Westwood is crawling with, um, is crawling with Asian families on the weekend because the mothers and sisters and whatnot all come and do their laundry for them. And then uh, they, they kind of take up places in the library and they don't leave to, uh, they don't leave to take their cell phone calls and they, they make, and then here she imitated, she imitated the sounds of Asian languages. Uh, It's all like ching chong, bing bong, uh, ting tong, she said, um, in this, you know, like kind of making slanty eyes and doing a ha, you know, voice. Anyway, so this thing got uh, broadcast the world over and is this big, uh, is this big scandal at the university now and it's reached the level of the chancellor who had to issue a statement on it and blah, blah, blah. This is, you know, these are the conditions that you live your life under these days or that like you're at a, uh, you know, I am so glad that cell phone cameras were not, uh, you know, <laughs> widely in use when I was in college or yeah. high school. Uh, you're you know, you're you know. telling me. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, no, it's true. It was a different time. Um, and that, you know, now all of the incriminating evidence about us is actually on like a physical piece of evidence somewhere that, that would to, to be spread widely. You know, would have to be either physically do. Faxed or sent by, you know, sent by a, a courier, a physical courier, and, and made, made, made many copies of physically or be, be digitized. Um, and then the, the costs are too high. Um, whereas when, when the media is entirely electronic and the only cost is a upload time and some hard drive space, um, it's, almost, it's almost free, right? So that there's a, any of the friction that can prevent things from becoming public has, has been substantially reduced right um huh so there's, so there's, I mean, right there's, um, and in Gossip Girl, there, uh, gossip, uh, gossip, the Gossip Girl blog acts as a check on, 
acts as a check on secrecy. But the the um, you know a lot of the sins involve secrecy. You know, at a deeper level than who is dating who. You know what I mean? Perjury is a uh, is a reference to kind of a higher social order. Um, and uh, and the you know this coming to light is a big scandal is a ma- is a major disaster. So uh, there are there are all kinds of revelations in in the epistemological uh, <laughs> universe, right? Um, there are all kinds of revelations. The private revelation to oneself that what one fears yeah. may in fact be true, but also the idea of the public relation, but the public revelation that other people may know. Your voicemail may be played uh, over the loudspeaker. Gossip Girl may find out about the kiss between um, between Dan and Blair. Uh, mm-hmm. So there are two. I mean, there are at least two levels operating here. No. Uh, one yeah. person, you know, one personal uh, that has to do, as you kind of pointed out before, with self knowledge, yeah. uh, with self discovery, and another. Other, um, or the sort of confirmation of a fear, uh, and then another uh, having to do with the um, the so, the kind of social and political ramifications. And and your point, I think, before that this point of tangency is that that the characters all seem kind of cognizant of of both those uh, both those um, what uh, universes, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, um, and. Yeah, I think that's. A, I mean, I think that's a good place to put a pin on it, right? Like, um, and 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 to and to say, you know, are you, our listeners, aware of of, of both universes? Uh, uh, is is uh, what you know to be true? Um, uh, uh, actually, are, are you are you lying to yourself? True. Uh, that this show is almost over, even though it, it, it seems that we just began. Um, if so, you know, uh, let you know, let us know. Um, you know, we will. We will mock, disregard, or incorporate it as we see fit, um, and through various ways, you can, you know, leave us your own uh, embarrassing, uh, drunken, uh, drunken uh, voicemail. Oh, that would be amazing! Yeah, please, leave us. <laughs> please drunk dial us. Please, please drunk dial us, and we will definitely uh, broadcast it over the loudspeakers um, at at twenty fat jog one as two zero three two eight five six four zero one. You can also just send us like text. To that number that just say hey what are you up to that's, like, that's, that's the key that's like the key drunk text right hey what you doing yeah exactly or just um, hey just h-e-y all lowercase that was yeah. when i was on the east coast that was the uh that you know that at two in the morning was the want to get busy uh text of new york right hey uh i would send uh, i would send hey like horses um hey <laughs> um yeah, or you know, and and so 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 drunk dial and drunk text us um, while you're drinking responsibly. Um, hey, and, don't you know, drunk text and drive for God's sake. <laughs> um, you know, uh, uh, at reply us or follow us on on the on the twitters at TFT Podcast. Find us on our Facebook page and right all over our wall. Uh, just you know, search these fucking TJ teenagers on Facebook, and we are one of the things that you will find. Um, and, uh, you know, find us on overthinkingit.com. And we will, you know, uh, again, thank you for, uh, you know, as, as you see, every, every show is kind of this arc, right? That we, we build like a wall, a protective wall around the show. Uh, on, on both ends, it, it, it is nearly impenetrable to, to really protect the, uh, the interior, uh, uh, the inner sanctum, which is filled uh, with uh, insights, uh, which, is, which is filled with epistemology, but mostly the inner sanctum is filled with these These fucking fucking teenagers. teenagers.